Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everyone, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. We are coming to you live. We're live. Call in. We're not live. Don't call in. Well, call in, but leave a message. Yeah. Um, Sunday night, everybody's favorite night. Tom Brady. In case you're recording it, no spoilers. <laughs> What's happening? He won. Oh, he did? Seven bowls, baby. Wow. That's right. All you gotta do is be a pretty excellent football player and a, you know, questionable human being. <laughs> it's just so crazy that he's my age. And you've won zero Super Bowls. You've I won know. seven. I know. What have I been doing with my life? I don't know. You gotta get out there. You gotta hit the gridiron, honey. I gotta get into his program. What's it called? TB12, TB12 baby. I mean, I bought you the book. Yep, you should open it. You never read it. <laughs> it's a lot of avocado. We like avocados. Yep. 
He doesn't like strawberries, I read today. Oh, boy. They're really reaching for articles, huh? Well, there was an article about, like, how has he, like, is he a cyborg, essentially? Uh-huh. It was in the New York Times. Right. Um, Takeaway was he is a cyborg? Kind of. Interesting. The takeaway was, like, <laughs> clearly what he's doing is, like, working for him. There's never been anyone else like him who's, like, operated at such a high level for so long. 21 years. Yeah. Like, most quarterbacks his age are old and creaky and, like, can't walk. Yeah. But most quarterbacks his age don't have the protection he has had. Mm, fair. You know, he's also very... I mean, he missed... Also, he missed a season getting injured by the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. And then Garoppolo. Right, right, right. That's true. But still. I know, but I'm just saying, like, he's had injuries. Yeah, sure. He's come back. You know, Gronk was back tonight, too. Gronk and Brady won a Super Bowl again. Oh, Gronk's on the Bucks. Yeah. Gronk came out of retirement for Tom, you know? (laughs) All the people at Belichick was like, yeah, they're done. <laughs> Meanwhile, they win the Super Bowl. <laughs> How's that going, Bill? <laughs> uh, well, this is not Matt But I like it, though. I like Super it because uh, Tom won one without Belichick. And yeah. Now Bill can try to win one without Tom. Might not. I know. Turns out he needed Tom more than Tom needed him. Finally, somebody. Exactly. Somebody was needed by Bill Belichick. <laughs> anyway, that's enough sports talk. I'm sure no one cares. <laughs> um, you're going back to work tomorrow. Yes, I am. I'm excited about it. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm so pumped. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because, you know... They say symptom-free for 48 hours. And then it's the whole thing of like, well, what's a symptom and what's not a symptom? Right. And the questions of like, what is this fatigue? How long will it last? Is this a symptom? Or is it just an effect? Yeah. So... That to that and I don't. I don't no have an one answer. knows. No one has an answer. Correct. So I'm just like I'm exhausted <laughs> thinking about it and uh, horribly out of shape. And and part of me is like I'm 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 winded because I'm out of shape. I don't know. Yeah. But it seems like more than that. But I also spent the last month doing nothing. Right. Like literally nothing. Yeah. Because I had COVID. So. Right. I just did nothing. Didn't move at all. So that's annoying. Yeah. I feel like, kind of like I came out of a space station. Yeah. You know, my muscles have atrophied. <sighs> Am I ready to go work 14 hours? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah. What do I do? I think if you are not feeling well, you leave. And then what? You know what I mean? It's like, when do I come back, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's like a, it's a tiny part of me. It's like, oh, maybe I'll just tell them that I'm going to do eight hours a day and call it. I mean, I kind of think you should. For right now. 
but whatever. We'll see. We'll see. We will see. The end. I mean, if if this were Forever 35, we would say, be kind to yourself. Well, as we know, I've never been kind to myself. No, you literally have never been kind um, to yourself. So that is a foreign uh, idea. Mm. I'm like, so, hey, God. I apologize for the yawn, everybody. Oh, man. It is not going to get easier. <laughs> no, it's not. It's 7.30, and I feel like it's midnight. Wow. Anyway. What else is going on? What happened this week? Um, Our nanny quit. Our nanny... I mean, you could say quit. I say decided to finally pursue her dreams. Turns out not a lot of people dream of being a nanny. Yeah, she quit. You call it quit. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. It's just... I would, just what, say, I would, would say you... gave her notice. Yeah. Oh, she didn't like walk off the job, yeah. to be clear. Um, she is leaving, though. Yeah. So I talked to... In Rye today, I talked to our facilitator yep. leader teacher um about like how to prepare henry for it yeah she said um tell him every day no she said she she recommended two books about death um okay one is called the dead bird it's by the woman who wrote good night moon and the other is called the tenth good thing about barney and it's by the woman who wrote um Alexander and the No Good, Horrible, yeah, blah, bad blah, blah, day. blah. Yeah. They're both about dead animals. She said that it introduces the concept of people leaving and that it's just like a good thing for him to sort of like wrap his head around. So she said, start with the books. And then she said a week before we can start having conversations with him about it. Say, you know, something like she's going to be leaving our family. She's not going to be working for us anymore. It might be hard for you. It might not be hard for you. But if you're sad about it, we can talk about it. <laughs> he and, he'll talk. Go, and he'll go, Biku. Biku. <laughs> and he'll go, Dida. Ha ha. <laughs> um, but she also huh? said, Bubba. she also said something which I, I mean, I, I appreciate all of her advice, but she also said that we should have like a, you know, part of the part of what these books talk about is having like a ceremony or a ritual over saying goodbye. So I think on her last day, we'll have like a little, you know, goodbye ritual for her. That'll be sad. No, it won't. It'll be festive. It'll be nice. It'll bring closure to everyone, I think, instead of just being like, okay, bye. Mm. You know? And then he'll remember it as like, oh, remember we like we said goodbye to her on this day. Yeah. But we can still have our weekends when we do podcast recording. So. <laughs> no, she's she's figuratively dying, according to her. I see. Ryan Oh, that's weird. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's, yeah, come March 1st. I'm all for it. Like, I mean, just as a person who also... No, of course. Had a full-time job and then... Of course. I want everyone to pursue their dreams. Although, you know, I never really... Quit. I did I part-time at some point. I never actually I didn't fully quit until I was already on television. Mm. 
Hmm. <laughs> Still worked at the Apple store. Did people ever walk in and recognize you? Yeah, happened a couple times. Um, the one one guy had me hold his baby. We took a picture together, and then I was like, "I should quit." Why am I still at the Grove? <laughs> I don't like to quit things, guys. Except uh, weight loss programs. Ha mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, you don't like to quit things where you're obligated to another person. Correct. That's why it's so important for me to be accountable to somebody who's not me. For everything. Mm-hmm. The end. Yeah. And all these bullshit apps with their counselors. First of all, they're all women. Interesting. And like they're advertising. Like, because like they don't advertise weight loss to guys. Yeah. It's bizarre. Yeah. It's like it's not just a one problem, everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, occasionally they'll have like fucking Joe Montana selling what a lean cuisine or something. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, that's it. Yeah. The end. They'll have like Kevin Smith be a Weight Watchers spokesperson, but you go on a Weight Watchers app and every counselor's a fucking old lady. Mm-hmm. It was like, I'm like, I just feel like you're all the same person. You're all Karen. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I don't want to. I just, I, I don't. I don't I'm accountable to who? I don't care. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Now, if there was like a Karen that was coming over every... Are you talking about Karen, my sister? No. You're talking about Karen yeah. as the Karen. The meme of Karen. The meme of Karen. I see. Okay. Oh, that's a bummer for her, huh? Yeah. I mean, she kind of... <laughs> no, she's not. I feel like she'd talk to a manager. She's... A, a bad haircut away. That is not nice. Look, she can come at me, but look at her birth certificate. She's a Karen. I feel like the people who are actually named Karen tend to not be Karens. Who's the uh, Who's another one? I know. I know a woman. I know a journalist named Karen mm-hmm. who is not like that. Mm, interesting. Well. Okay, boomer. <laughs> right? Come on. <sighs> Go win another Super Bowl, Tom, right? Jeez. Louise. Anyway, what else are we talking about here? We're talking about our son. Henry. He got a haircut today. Henry got a haircut today. I stayed. I've, I've got, you know how I did nothing for many weeks, everybody? I like also suddenly have like a show to develop and go back and shoot the Goldbergs and it's like I gotta do nine hundred podcasts and I'm just like oh no it's all it's like zero to a hundred yeah it's very dull dull no it's not dull it's just it's like annoying yeah it's a lot of work I'm just like I can't I don't know when I'm gonna get it all done ultimately I will get it done because I'm accountable to other people. Right. <laughs> That's true. So, that being said, I feel like I can't do both things next week. Both things. 
which get the uh, get this show developed mm-hmm. and go back to Goldberg's work, right? Um, so that's a I'll push the call. I'm falling asleep thinking about it. Oh boy, it's very strange. What's what's happened? What what are we talking? What who is this? What are we doing? Hi! Wow! Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. Some bad podcasting. <laughs> bad podcasting or the best podcasting ever? It's just real. You know, we're just getting real here. We are getting real. That's true. Cleaned out. I gotta, you know, my office is getting cleaned out because the treadmill's coming finally. Yep, we bought a treadmill. It's exciting. We're gonna hopefully not hang anything on it. You know, treadmills turn into like extra wardrobe racks. I do know that. That is their reputation. Yes. So I'm going to make an effort to not make that happen. Let's let's make sure that doesn't happen. So it's going to be a like, pretty dope gym in here, you know? You can like watch things on it. No, I can't. No, I mean, you can have your iPad right. and watch things. I might hack it. Okay. I won't hack it. Okay. It's like I'm too lazy to think about doing that. Mm. I mean, I could try, but I won't try. Okay. Anyway point is here we are <laughs> doing this pocket you know i could play a video game while i'm on it you know mm-hmm. just walking yeah that's all i want to do guys just start walking i don't have to put a mask on you used to love walking oh it was my joy my, my joy division so i'm looking forward to it there are often, you know, often there are many times where I'm like, and then I don't have one, so that'll all change. Everything will change. Nothing will change. <laughs> we'll be back here in a few months talking about it. Dory will talk about how she is in a purge group and got rid of the treadmill. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then uh, that'll be that. Do you talk about the purge group on on Forever ninety eight? Forever 98. Whatever. 35, 40. <laughs> um, not specifically. I've just I've talked about how I've been selling a lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think of it as selling. I think of it as just, you know. It's bizarre. It's like Dory's in a large Facebook group with other seemingly. It's mostly other it's moms. moms. Mm-hmm. So what happens is they just shuffle the things between each other's houses yep that's literally silly it's really silly (laughs) dory's like i gotta go to eagle rock to drop off a couple of things (laughs) then comes back with a bag of toys (laughs) i was like i thought you're getting rid of some stuff yeah but i also do a pickup while i was out there (laughs) so it just is like this weird cyclical thing i said this is very fuzzy guitar math you're doing Except it's like one one thousandth of the price. No, but like it's just like it's very funny to me in the sense of like, oh yeah, well you know, I come, I, I'm going to buy, I'm going to get rid of some guitars, and I come back with a guitar case. Mm, yes, yes. It's like I thought you were getting rid of guitars. Yeah, I did. <laughs> but right. also, I got this new one. Uh huh. Yeah. So I'm familiar with your ways, guitar man. <laughs> It's just nice because like people have kids of different ages, so if, like sure. So you know if I if there's like toys I need for Henry, but, but like this is where we're at, everybody. 
I got a text. Do we need a grill griddle? <laughs> I go, what? No, we don't need a griddle. How about this sandwich press? <laughs> we don't need a sandwich. Why would we want to put that? That would just take up space in our house. Make such nice paninis. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're always panini. We're a big panini house. It's like the 90s. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's the 90s. Ugh. God. Those disgusting infomercial <laughs> breads. Just like white bread with tomato sauce and cheese. Uh, and they'd sell it as like, you can make a calzone. <laughs> Some pesto. It's like gross. There's always pesto on sure. it. Sure. <laughs> Um, but that's sort of, that's this purge group of like, yeah, all these kids are different sizes and shoes. It's really just like, please get rid of some kitchen equipment. And also, uh, I'd like some kitchen equipment. Someone was selling a lot of kitchen equipment today. <laughs> oh, yeah? They sold an Instant Pot for 48 bucks, which I was like, you know what? That's actually, that held its value. It did. That's, that's truly. <laughs> are they hard? They're hard to get now? I don't think they're that hard to get. I think you can get one. But they're like a hundred dollars. So, like, I mean, I don't know. The idea of like going somewhere to somebody's house, uh, you know, you know, it's all very, it's all safe. It's all like leave it outside, curbside pickup stuff. But like, forty eight dollars. <laughs> you know what else I like about it? For a used. <laughs> you know what else I like about it is what? a lot of this stuff would probably have ended up in the trash, and. It's like sure. good for the environment to buy secondhand. To waste the gas. To drive hey, across listen, town. Hey, listen, a lot of these people have Priuses. A lot of Teslas out there. A lot of Priuses. I just think it's funny. Also, most of them live in Northeast LA. I'm like an infiltr infiltrator in the group. Yeah, I know. So I'm usually the one driving the farthest, but yeah. they all live near each other. Anyway, so they're not driving that it's, far. It's it's quite it's it's funny this whole situation. This is like this is like this month's um, Animal Crossing. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it goes, everybody. <laughs> uh, have you played Animal Crossing? No, I was thinking about getting back into it. Uh, you should have done it during your two relaxing days of. Uh, your relaxing day and a half of me watching Henry. You should have like Animal Crossing. I should have. I didn't even think about it. Well, at least you're relaxed. I did. All right. Well, let's take a break. Nah. Okay. Let's, let's just roll into the next thing. Uh, just kidding. We'll be right back. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see 
a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top. Not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Okay, we're back. Um, I just want to remind everyone, please send us your emails. Please. Dorianmatt at gmail.com or mattanddory at gmail.com. You can also email us a voice memo. You can call or text us at 413-461-BABY. We love your calls. We love your texts. Send us all the things. <sighs> contact us. Please do contact us. Find out how. You just did. Okay. I'm going to cry. Why? Uh, my uh, my left eye is watering. Oh. That's what I mean. When I say I'm going to cry. It's not an emotional thing. What's up, honey? You're wondering what I'm doing here? Yep. Well, I'm going to just get me to the next destination so that when I, I don't even remember where I'm going, that when I'm, when I'm ready to play the game again, it's all set. Can, so, you, can you not? It's very distracting. I'm not doing anything. I don't even have to touch it oh, anymore. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. Well, this first email is from Beth. She's from Edmonton. Ontario. And she paused the pod to offer an idea for the listener with ovulation day pain, primarily on one side. No babies or pregnancies here. 41-year-old body. For the past five or more years, How I... How many Super Bowls? Uh, <laughs> I, too, have had some cramping from my right ovary on ovulation day, give or take. A year ago, during some ultrasounds, internal and out, we exploring a large mass right on my belly, right of my belly button... Good-sized fibroids not currently causing issues other than being there when I push on the spot. They also found a cyst on my right ovary. 
was told not the kind that tends to be cancer, so no current concern. But since then, I've wondered if this cyst is the source of the cramping during ovulation. Hmm. Four or so hot dogs in 2021 <laughs> and a 650-square-foot house. Cool. That's some... Uh, Tiny living. That's some small living, but that's also some good advice for this person to look into. So thank you, Beth, from Edmonton. Um, all right. This is an interesting email that we got from Maya. And she wants to hear our thoughts on the ethics of donor conception, specifically the balance between reproductive rights for same-sex couples and others with biological barriers to conceive and the rights of donor-conceived people to their genetic info and family members. I have a four-month-old son conceived via sperm donor. Mm -hmm. I joined a donor conception discussion group on Facebook shortly after we decided to move forward with a donor and was shocked to learn from DC individuals in the group that there are major ethical debates raging regarding the donor gamete industry as well as the choices of recipient parents, topics which I had never even seen mentioned in my various infertility groups. Most members of the group in question, primarily donor-conceived people, strongly oppose anonymous donation, including OpenID, which allows a child to make contact at age 18. Many members believe donor conception in general to be a human rights violation unless the donor is welcomed from birth as a third parent with full access to the child. What? I was devastated to find out that these were the prevailing views expressed by DC people, and it made me question whether I should be considering donor at all, since my husband would absolutely not be okay with a third parent being part of our family <laughs> structure from birth. After a lot of soul searching, we decided to move forward with an open ID donor, a decision I felt comfortable making given my strong belief that same-sex couples, single mothers, and other couples such as ourselves with no biological path towards parenthood should have the right to conceive at least, par at least a partially biologically related child and parent without expanding the family unit to include a third person in a mom or dad role. I still feel confident in the choice we made, but a lot of my views on the industry have evolved, and I now personally feel that DC people should be aware of the identity of their donor from birth. Anonymity should be banned, and there should be much more regulation of sperm and egg banks to limit the number of offspring and focus on the well-being of the people conceived, and not just the sale of gametes for, for prospective parents. I feel very confident in my own views. My issue is that my husband has a wildly different attitude from me. He personally feels very little connection to his parents and other genetic relatives and has a hard time understanding that genes can be meaningful beyond determination of physical features. He's an only child and has no idea how impactful sibling relationships can be. He has come around to accepting that our son should at least have access to his half-siblings, four of whom I have made contact with at this point, and that we will support our son in whatever he needs regarding the way he was conceived. We plan to be open with him from birth and always made it clear that we are happy to discuss the donor or any concerns as they arise. My issues on my husband still writes off the DC people who express anger at the industry or at parents like us who have opted not to use known donors and his dismissal of the views of DC people really bugs me. I don't want him to reference these people as crazy or maladjusted in front of our kid as I'm afraid it would result in our son feeling there is shame in his story or any negative feelings that might arise from it. While I recognize that there are likely many DC people who are not bothered by their conception out there not posting in support groups, <laughs> I also hate the assumption that anyone who feels anger towards the industry or recipient parents like ourselves is maladjusted or generally unhappy or ungrateful person. 
As I know from infertility, it is possible to be a happy person who has experienced trauma in one part of life. Curious to hear your or any listeners' perspectives on how we can honor the rights of DC people, the infertility community, and LGBTQ plus folk at the same time, and how to navigate conversations about these topics with a partner who may not see things in the same light. Thank you so much for all you do. This podcast got me through two years of infertility in one piece. Sincerely, Maya, living in Westchester in a thousand square foot apartment with one husband and a, pa- and a baby. Hot dog count three, even though I was pregnant and felt guilty afterwards. Well, I mean, get it in now because the kid's not going to have hot dogs for like 90 years. Kids can't have hot dogs till they're 40, I think. <laughs> They'll choke. It's a choking hazard. Hot dogs. Can't have them. It's the size of the esophagus. Okay, what about all the other stuff that's also the size of this obvious? Well, hot dogs are round. Anyway, you should get on Facebook and check out one of my hot dog support groups. Um, a lot of people very angry about hot dog rights. Honey. In that group, specifically that group. Are you? What I'm saying is, <laughs> not downplaying the hot like dogs. You are. Uh, I, I, I'm trying to like think of an analogy here. Like what? This, go to the top of that email again, and like what? What groups are? What groups are they in? She is in. Um, she just has a donor conception discussion group on Facebook. Donor conception discussion group. Okay, first of all, there's got you think about like all the people maybe they're maybe they're donor conceived uh children out there who don't even know they're donored. I'm sure there are. Um maybe there are donor conceived people out there who feel like your husband feels. I don't think those people are gonna see you know what I mean? Like if they are if they're okay with it. Well, she made that point too. Will they seek it out and have a discussion on the internet? Right. You're she, in I mean, like, she also like, made that point. Yeah, but it's like going, going to Yankee Stadium and being confused. Why are there so many Yankee fans? It's like, well, look where you are. You're right. in Yankee Stadium. It's like if I was walking down, you know, is it that's that's sort of my I would broaden the so here, horizon. My my only thought on this is that the the people who are old enough to be in a donor conception discussion group on Facebook who were donor conceived themselves were conceived in a much different time. Sure. You know, where like it wasn't it wasn't common for people to tell their children that they were donor conceived. I mean, I know anecdotally a couple of people who found out as right. adults yeah. because their parents had kept it a secret. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a lot more like shame and secrecy around it when these people were conceived. Okay. So I think they are coming at it from a very specific POV point of view and context. So I think that is also something. Is, is our outside? dog outside? How did he get outside? Was he in the house barking? I don't know. How are we going to figure this out? I guess I'll go None check. of us are going to look. Hang on. I'll look out the window. Okay. Well, I looked out the window and then I didn't see Bo, so I went inside the house. 
We heard him from the front of the house in here with headphones on. Yeah. And somehow Henry didn't wake up. Well, he's probably just having a great time in dreamland talking to himself about Bikus. Bikus and Bikus. <laughs> Bikus and Kakas. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was an Amazon package. Henry's Wipes. Yep. Came at 7.50 on Sunday night. Of course. I'm sure they rang the bell or something. Yeah, that's probably it's why. heavy. Yeah. So that Bo lost it. Yeah. <sighs> He's like, I got to defend the house. I'm alone. The baby's in here. <laughs> um, now, back to this DC Yes, yes, yes. Um, so you're saying different time. I'm saying different time. I'm not, and different, I'm not. I'm not different uh, context. Yeah. I'm also. I'm not. I'm not saying that to like downplay how I mean, they look, feel. We all saw Philomena. We. I did see Philomena on a plane. Yeah, that was a mistake. Of course, but I'm just saying. Different yeah. time. Different time. <laughs> anyway. Um, I'm not saying that to like downplay their experience or the or the you know the validity of how they're feeling. I think obviously they feel that way and they have a right to feel babies. that way. Um, but you know, I think that it's good that you're aware of of these things. I don't think you need to take on the responsibility of the whole donor community, LGBTQ. Parents, if your parents came to you right now, the said, infertility community, like this is a lot that you're putting on yourself. Yeah, you're doing a lot of legwork that right now you should really just be focusing on that. that four baby. month old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And not like what that four month old is going to think when it can understand the concept of donor conception. Yeah. I mean, I think I would, I would be aware of all of these things and, and keep that in mind as you approach you know, telling him and and how you kind of move through the world with him, but I don't think you need to like... It sounds like you're seeking guilt. Yeah, it does sound a little bit like that. And the other thing I would say is I think you can probably leave the Facebook group. But unless it's a purge group where you can get rid of like some pans you don't use, then I would stay in that it, She group. didn't say it was a donor con- conception purge group. Um... Yes, so that, what else does I want to say about that? I think these are... Yeah, I mean, it's like, I don't know. Like, if someone came, if my mother and father were like, hey, guy, Matt, you, you were a donor egg or sperm, would be like, oh, that explains a lot. Thanks, okay, well, you're still my parents, so I don't really care that much. I might do a light Google, and then if, like, my actual you know genetic parent was a gajillionaire then i would contact them Mm. otherwise i'd be like who cares i mean look i think a lot of these people do have a lot of pain and a lot of anger um but i don't think that that is like pain and anger that you are going to solve or that you can take on i i just i think you can respect it but i don't think you're responsible for it no so don't borrow trouble, as Kate Spencer says. Don't know my agent says that. Oh, wait. Kate Spencer <laughs> is your agent now. <laughs> All right. Stop it. I'm borrowing trouble over here. <laughs> you have the trouble. The trouble's here. <laughs> All right. Um, we have a voice memo. 
Uh, okay, hang on. We hit the buttons. All right, give it a whirl. So I'm calling to see if you or any of the listeners have some advice for what my husband and I uh, should do with some embryos that we have. So we have, um, we went through IVF a few years ago and we got four genetically normal embryos. One of them was successfully transferred, the first one, and we had our daughter about a year ago. Um, I would love to have more children, but my husband is pretty confident that he's done and doesn't want any more. And he's been confident about that since before we had the baby and <laughs> continues to be confident. So we have three genetically tested embryos left that are just sitting in storage. Um, we are in our late thirties. Actually, we're going to be 40 this year. So I don't know how much longer I'm going to want to have another one, but at the moment I do. Um, anyway, we're probably done having kids, even though I'd like to have another one. So one of the things we're trying to figure out is what to do with these extra embryos. Uh, I certainly want to keep one or two in the off chance that my husband changes his mind. Um, but we do have a family member, a cousin that's in her early 40s, and she tried to get pregnant for years. Um, she went through many, many cycles of IVF, and unfortunately, it was never successful. Um, and we have considered offering her uh, to adopt one or two of our embryos, but we also recognize that it's sort of a sticky situation and we can't decide if bringing it up with her is a good idea, if it would even be something she wanted and, you know, potentially is bringing it up just going to cause her more anxiety and stress because she's gotten comfortable with not having children at this point. Or should we bring it up with her just so that she has the option if she's interested? She is in her early 40s. I think she's 42 or 43. So I feel like if she was going to do it, we would need to bring it up sooner than later. Um, and so we're just having a really hard time deciding whether we should um, bring up this possibility of her adopting one or two of our embryos uh, because we don't want to be insensitive to where she is and that she's managed to get comfortable with not having children. But we also want to give her the opportunity if that's what she wants. And then we also recognize that there's probably some challenges that we could have um, if, you know, with the bio with our genetic child, um, her having our genetic child, but it's not our child, it's her child and whether or not that might create some complexity. So we're just having a really hard time making this decision. We don't know if we should keep these embryos in storage or um, what we should do. So I am just looking for any help or any stories that anyone might have of having allowed their embryos to be adopted and what that experience was like. And if anyone has done so with their family, that would be really helpful. Um, any advice would certainly be very helpful. Uh, 2,900 square feet in Whoa. Colorado. We Whoa. have a big dog, a cat, and a one-year-old daughter. Whoa. I thought this was an interesting voice memo in light of our previous email. Let me just say a couple of things up top here. <laughs> First of all, you need to hold on to those embryos because what you said was, I want to hold on to one or two in the off chance that my husband might change his mind. So let's say your husband does change his mind. You've gotten rid of one or two of the embryos. That embryo you do decide to put in does not take. How will you feel that you now don't have the other two embryos you've just gotten rid of? That's one. Two. 
you're ha- you're you're having a hypothetical moral quandary in your head with a person that may not want kids anymore or may not want to do go the donor route or doesn't even know the donor route exists so i would have a discussion with your cousin big general i'd take a general with him <laughs> now in hollywood what that means is you go to somebody's office or you go somewhere for lunch and you both talk and never work together <laughs> that's a general meeting um i've had them all over town every lot um now that, that those are my two big points of advice I think those are good points of advice. I had the same. They're not advice. They're just like, this is what I said. Now, that being said, however, I will say that I am also, I think that you're correct to ask for people who have been through this kind of a thing and their opinions. And also, I'm interested to know what that route of donor embryo to family member, what that's like. I think these are all excellent points. I had the same thought about deciding down the road that they want to have another kid and the transfer not working and then not only not having the other embryos but what if the cousin had the kid yeah you know oh well you know what that's mine (laughs) right like that's that would just make everyone feel awkward and bad so i i feel like the kid's one year old or their kid is one year old give your husband time yeah i think he'll come around i think you you got to give it a little more time at least do the transfers you know what i like i i would not i would not if you're even thinking about this i would not do it now um and you know i do think it's interesting in light of our previous email like thinking through if you did this and she did have your genetic child what would your relationship with her what would your relationship with the child be how present would you be in the child's life would your kid grow up knowing that this was their sibling like all of these questions i think are things that you really need to think about and is it something that you want is it something is that a relationship that you want to quote not kate but dory's agent don't borrow trouble don't borrow trouble Uh, all right now we're gonna take a real break we are we'll be right back hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands and the best part they're all about safe ethical and responsible manufacturing Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. All right, we're back. We are. Lots of big questions this week. Lots of big questions. You all don't have to email. If, if like a few of you answer with like really good emails, then it takes the burden off everybody else. <laughs> Um, we got another good email from Lauren. I'll be the judge of that. Who says, 
Hi, Matt and Dory, and hi to the caller from Marion, Massachusetts with low ovarian reserve. I don't have any recommendations, but I wanted to say thank you for sharing. I too have low ovarian reserve. At my retrieval in 2018, we got four eggs, one of which fertilized and became my son, and another fertilized and is frozen at Boston IVF. My son turns two this weekend, and I turned 40 last year. We want to transfer our last embryo, but at first I was told that insurance would only pay for it if I passed the Clomid challenge. My FSH has always been good, but when I had my blood tested pre-challenge for a baseline, it was 23. I didn't even qualify to start the Clomid challenge. We talked to our RE last week, and he's hopeful that insurance will approve the transfer regardless, and we would 100% transfer the embryo whether insurance paid for it or not. But now I'm hit with the reality that because of my FSH levels, insurance probably will not pay for another round of IVF. I always thought we'd be fine if we had an only child, but now that that possibility feels more real, it's scary. Um, That's it. Just wanted to commiserate and say thanks to that caller for sharing her story. Looking forward to hearing responses from others going through similar issues. Thanks to you guys for being a constant in all this crazy mess. Lauren in Norton, Massachusetts. Norton. That's all I have to say about Norton. <laughs> um, wow. Well, I hope I hope everything kind of works out. I know it, it. It's like when theoreticals become reality, it, it it can be a little hard to wrap your head around. So I feel you, Lauren. Um, and I'd love to hear from other listeners who are kind of navigating this as well. Um, well, on another, on a, on a totally different note, mm-hmm. I mean, not totally different, but like kind of the, the opposite of this note, the other side of the same coin note. Would be having too many ovaries? Well, okay. This is from Stephanie. Hey, Dory and Matt. Thanks for everything you do. I've been listening to your podcast for years now. I first heard Matt on Gilmore Guys. Hello. My husband and I were trying to conceive at the time, so Excellent Adventure was right up my alley. All this time later, we now have a 10-month-old conceived through IUI. Yay. Baby Weston is amazing, and I feel so grateful he is in our lives. We often listen to your podcast on our walks. Since I have PCOS, I assumed we would need to go through fertility treatments again for baby number two. I had a whole timeline laid out in my head of when we would start trying, especially to avoid another baby born during lockdown in Ontario. Once was enough for me. Well, I'm now one of those people who got pregnant sans science after fertility struggle. I found out a couple of days ago and I'm happy, but also in shock. Yes, I know it was still possible, but after what we had to go through, I just assumed we would not be able to conceive on our own. Baby will be due in October when Weston will be 18 months old. I'm very worried about having two under two. The first time around was overwhelming and I just really want to feel prepared. Please send out the two under two signal. I need tips and advice stat. Also, I feel bad coming to you with what may seem like champagne problems. Please know that I feel for every couple out there who is struggling, and I hope they're able to create the family they dream of. Sincerely, Stephanie in 2,000 square feet with two adults, one baby, and four cats. Meow. Two indoor, two outdoor. Meow. What, Henry it, says what does the cat say? Meow. 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 He's really fascinated with W's and M's looking the same. Oh, my gosh. He <laughs> likes to turn the book around upside down and ask us what the letter is then he likes to flip it back and ask us what the letter is boy does he get out of kick out of the w and the m being the same thing it really really kind of blows his little mind yeah i feel like i started that with the right side up upside down page of the other book 
Oh, maybe. Or I flipped it over and I was like, now yeah, that's yeah, yeah. right side up and that's upside down. Yeah. He does it like, he'll do it like three or four times. And yeah. he's like, mm, okay. Yeah, he's really just trying to process it. Um, And they were in rural southern Ontario, Canada. We have a, a lot of Canadians. I love it. Yeah. Um. Well, first of all, good on you. Don't feel guilty that you have now got to deal with the fact that you'll have two under two. <laughs> you silly, silly person. Uh, Did she say she feels guilty? Oh, like, I mean, not but like she champagne feels... problems and like, right, you know, right, that, right, the, right. the yeah. tail end. That's yeah, all I'm sure, talking sure, about. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Also the fear that, like, yeah. you know, you'll have two under, it'll be fine. Uh, I'm saying that like, yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be great. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I have nothing to add to that, Dory. I don't either. You. I think we're going to have to hear from listeners about this. Do you, does anyone out there have Irish twins? Oh, I'm sure someone does. Uh, let us know. Let us know. Um, all right. Moving on to the pretzel bun portion of the podcast. It's from Ruben. Am I mistaken or did a listener <laughs> ask for a pretzel bun? Oh, it's true. Recommendation. If I didn't confuse my podcast, I'd like to share that a local Boston restaurant has a mail order pretzel division. What? They do pretzel bites, pretzel slider buns, regular pretzels, and long skinny ones called turnbuckles that are perfect for standard dogs. <laughs> I the, love that there's an answer for this. The company is called Eastern Standard Provisions. And when you go to their website, it says not all pretzels are created equal. Wow. And it looks like they have a lot of pretzels. Where do they ship? Uh, Do they ship ship to the contiguous 48? Let's let's check their FAQ. Can you ship orders outside of the U.S.? No, they only ship in the United States. But they don't say that they can't ship to Alaska Mm. and Hawaii. They're in Waltham. Uh, Waltham, Massachusetts. Yep. That's pretty fun. Yep. Um. Hmm. That's, that's cool. Is tomorrow President's Day? No, no next week. Gotcha. Yep, yep, yep. Mm, this place looks good. Yum, yum. Yum, yum. All right. Thank you, Ruben. Um, that's esprovisions.com. And he's in 900 square feet, two adults, Two kids, probably two hot dogs a week minimum. <laughs> Only KM. KM Natural Casing, the world's finest hot dog. I love the snap. Boy, I wish they had KM Natural Casing hot dogs out here. Um, but then he says, but my favorites are bar none Casper hot dogs out of Northern California. Check them out. All right. I bet those I could probably get shipped down here. <laughs> um, and then Beth, who we heard from at the top of the show, mm-hmm. texted back. Yeah. To say second pot pause from Beth in Edmonton. The pretzel recipe I was using for hot dogs came from the blog Sally's Baking Edition, 30 minute soft pretzel. Made this recipe many times over the summer, worked well every time. I was able to adjust the quantities up or down depending on my needs that day. So you could easily make a quarter batch to know if you like it or not and oh, it will be even faster. My what? pretzel needs today are far exceeding this recipe. <laughs> also, only use white flour. Worked great. And then she included the link, which I will put in the show notes. Let me tell you, a warm pretzel, you know, with a with a nice cheese dipping sauce. Oh, boy. Not mustard. 
Depends. Okay. I mean, it depends. I prefer like a cheese. All right. Good to know. Uh, because it's obviously much less healthy. Um, <laughs> the big, the big pretzel from the, um, the the sports book in at the Win in Las Vegas. Really? Oh, that's a mighty good. That's a mighty good uh, pretzel. Mm. Anyway, it's giant too. Um, and then Gabby from Philadelphia texted to say that she had her first hot dogs of 2020 and 2021 last night. My absolute fave, boar's head, uncured beef, natural casing, frankfurters. I know Matt's a pork dog, man, uh, yep. but these are so tasty. I make them in my air fryer and they get such a nice crisp to them. Uh, I always boil. I'm a, I'm a boil. I'm a dog boiler. And she is in a 1,200 square foot condo with me and a toddler part time. You live there? What she said? You're, she, you said she's in a twelve hundred square foot condo with me. Uh, she says I'm in a twelve hundred square foot condo with herself. I got you. And okay. a toddler part. Just want to make sure I don't live there. Just want to make sure yep, you're not off there. enjoying uh, Boar's Head Frank's in at Philly. your other home in Philly. <laughs> uh, thanks for the wreck, Gabby. Gabs, thanks. <laughs> um. All right. Much appreciate. One last question from Ruben. He wants some input on your sleeping arrangements. A few weeks back, he mentioned Matt sleeps. A few weeks back, Matt mentioned he sleeps in the prone position. Yes. A few years back, I think he mentioned that he wears his headphones to bed. How does he do this comfortably? My over-the-ear headphones only work well on my back, which I can't do very long since I'm a side sleeper. When I tried wireless earbuds, they either fall out while sleeping and get lost in the sheets or they drill into my ear canal. (laughs) What I've settled on for probably a decade is wired earbuds and only have one in at a time. That's interesting. The top ear, no ear pain, and easy to relocate in the middle of the night. I've tried gimmicks like the flat earphones, stopped working within weeks, and the earphone pillow, not great. How does Matt sleep at night? Let me tell you. The Bose... QC35 and the QC35 too. You don't have to get the 35s. You can get 35s. They're very comfortable. Started sleeping on a plane with them and then I got used to it and then slept uh, not on a plane with them. The Apple AirPod Maxes. Their over-ear headphones arguably work better when you're when you're laying down on your side. Hmm. Because they're so flat and aluminum, and they don't they don't push up into your like to scrunch your ear at all. Mm. Now I will say there's a little pro. There's the the Bose has this little funky little problem. They're noise canceling. So if the noise canceling is on and you happen to cover the microphone that it uses to know if it's putting out the right wavelength. To eliminate the background noise, if you happen to cover it, it will buzz in a very loud feedbacky way. Oh, that's annoying. Um, but that's only if you try to remember which side it is. I think it's the on your right, on the right side. Hmm. If that whole cup gets covered by a pillow, oh, it's no fun. So you got to be careful, but yeah. So it's 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 the QC thirty fives, which I slept with uh, for like the last four years, and the um, currently I've been sleeping with the Apple headphones. Number one reason is because they can charge and you can listen to them. 
Sometimes I'd forget to charge the bows, and it was like, mm-hmm. this is a disaster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, to sleep. This is a disaster, mm-hmm. I'd say. Mm-hmm. I myself. remember that. Um. Okay, that's it. That's my headphone advice. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. That was Matt's headphone you want a big, corner. You want a big over ear that is comfortable. That's what I'm saying to you. Okay. Okay. Thank All you, right. Ruben. Thank you. All right. Um, that that about does it for tonight. No. I've got more to say about headphones. Okay. I'm just kidding. I you don't. can do that on I your I don't have anything to say about headphones. Podcast. Um, now is the time when we thank our Patreon supporters. We are very, very grateful and appreciative of their support. If you support us on Patreon, you can get up to two bonus episodes per month at patreon.com slash adventure. And also, if you support us at the $5 level or above, you not only get the episodes, you also get your name read on the podcast each month. What I will? a treat. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm going to become... Oh, my God. Also, you know what I'm remembering right now? What? I don't think I ever put up the other episode. The Patreon? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Oh. I think I fell asleep. Patrons, check for your second January episode. It's in the feed <laughs> right now. Oh, boy. Thanks to Dory for reminding me by putting this in the email. <laughs> oh, my God. A reminder, you can support us uh, on Patreon. I just said all oh, that. Oh, yes, you did. <laughs> you know why I didn't hear it? Because I was panicking. Because I was like, did I put that episode up? Oh, my God. Carolyn okay. Land. Greg Watchorn. Jennifer H.S. Melody Baltazar. Angie James. Tyler Rosewood. Abba N. Alan L. Alec Meredith Fletcher. Florence Babel. Alex Liu. Amanda Lighty. Amy. Uh, Anne Flucker. Anonymous, anonymous, anonymous. April Cherry. Ariana Perry. Uh, Ashley. Cecil Lee. Aurora and Zelda. Becca Foster. Bianca L. Brett Jarrett. Britt S. Baker. Bruno Macias. Macias. Machias. Bruno. Carly Moore. Carolyn N. Kathy Hill. Chinami Worth. Cynthia Meisner. Dana Caldwell. Debbie Meredith, a.k.a. Let's Conan's Mom. Dana Caldwell. Dana Caldwell is a character on the Goldbergs. Maybe they... It could be the real Dana Caldwell. Could be. From from Philly. Okay. I'm sorry. Dory's giving me the wrap it up, Matt. <laughs> you got to post our Patreon that you forgot. Diana. Diana Robinson. Diana Martin. Dr. Beverly Crusher. Dr. Beverly Crusher. That's the same name as the <laughs> the doctor from... Yes, I know. From Star Trek. Yep. Okay. <laughs> e Fast. Edwina Goodingham. Edwina Morgan Bodo. Elizabeth Gerardo. Emily F. Aaron Good. Aaron Turley. Thank you all very much. Uh, we'll see you next week. Bye.